reading for today, the fifth Sunday of Easter, comes from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Jesus says to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. And from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. The people of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. Over the course of probably the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years, there's a phrase that has come up a lot, and it's, it's good for our planet. Reduce, reuse, recycle, right? And it's a simple idea. It's like, let's cut down on garbage. If something has another use, let's reuse it again. Or, or can it be made into something new? And this is, I think, actually something that's been around for a long time. Maybe we just didn't realize it. And there is a very specific type of skill that utilizes this idea. It is a skill that I do not have, but I greatly respect those that do. And this skill is called quilting. Yeah. Quilting's great. You take all this fabric. It could be new fabric, but a lot of times, at least in the quilts that I have seen, it's old fabric. Maybe it comes from someone's shirt or their pants or a dress or a suit or something. And people with much more handiness than I have are able to sew it together and turn it into something gorgeous. I need a volunteer. Arlo, will you come help me out real quick? I need you to hold something. Yeah, this is because you put me on the spot. This quilt was made by my grandmother, my dad's mom, and was a gift to me for my high school graduation. Now, my grandma was a great quilter in her heyday. And she made all kinds of quilts. She made them for all of the grandkids all the way through. Now, I graduated high school in 1997. So this quilt is about, I got to do the math, 26 years old. And if you look at some of the fabric, I'm going to go out on a limb and say some of that fabric is a whole lot older than that. Some of it is pretty obvious where it came from. Like these strips right here, if you can see, blue jeans. Nice. Grandpa's blue jeans. Way to go. This right here, I have no idea where that came from. This one right here too, and maybe these flowery ones right here, I'm guessing those came from some of Grandma's dresses. It was the 80s, people. Just go with it. 
But the one that I'm really, really thinking about is this pattern right here. Now, maybe it's kind of faded. For those of you in the back, you might not be able to see it very well. But for some of you sitting in the front who are maybe familiar with farming, if you look at this pattern, can you tell me where that came from? Overalls, yes. Okay. Thank you, Arla. Overalls. Specifically, Oshkosh Bagosh Bib Overalls. My grandpa lived in Oshkosh Bagosh Bib Overalls. Basically, from the earliest memories that I have of my grandpa, which were probably the mid-80s when grandpa was in his late 60s, all the way through the 90s and into the very, very, very early 2000s uh, before my grandpa died, he always was wearing those. In fact, the only time I remember seeing my grandpa not wearing his bib overalls was Sunday morning when he was wearing a suit to church. The whole rest of the week, he would, he would be wearing them. Now, when I look at that, and not just the pattern, but that specific material, instantly in my mind, I have the image of walking in my grandparents' back door and taking a left and going up two very small steps into their kitchen and then around the corner and there's grandpa sitting at the table probably drinking some coffee and asking me if I want a sandwich because he did it all the time. It's just automatic. I cannot not see it in my mind. Now, I also go one step farther than that and I can see everything that I remember about my grandpa in his 60s and his 70s and his 80s before he died, that period of his life that overlapped with my early life. It's this mental image, it's this symbol that points me towards that relationship. But it's interesting to think about. So again, my grandpa was older when I knew him in my younger life, but there's a picture of my grandpa that was taken when he was in his early 20s and it's a picture, he's standing with his older brother and one of his cousins, and it's this young guy that I recognize the smile because my grandpa had a very distinct smile, but it's a guy who's at a completely different point in his life. My dad was not even thought of, so clearly I wasn't either. And it's, it's Morris Dalen, it's Morris Dalen. And yet it's, it's a, a time period, it's a life, it's an experience where he was at in that picture that I myself cannot know. I just, I wasn't around, I didn't experience him at that time. My experience of my grandpa was limited to the, the period of time when I knew him in his older years. Now, throw that in the back of your head and let's, let's think about our gospel lesson for today. Where we're at in the season of Easter, we're kind of on the downward slope now, and we've, we've sort of seen a switch. Now, the first few weeks of the Easter season, we focus in on the resurrection appearances of Jesus, the, the, the post-Easter Sunday when he is showing up to the disciples, to various individuals in different settings and different places. We have these various stories of the times that happened and the encouragement that Jesus gave, the empowerment that he was giving to his disciples, to these different individuals. And it was always because he knew his time on earth post-resurrection was limited. Now, Jesus hung around 40 days after the resurrection, and then he returned to heaven. He ascended into heaven, and that's coming up for us here in about another two weeks. But Jesus wanted to leave his followers, leave his disciples, leave his friends, and leave who would become the church with some instruction, with some gifts. And that's really the setting for what we have today. Now, interestingly enough, we got to jump in our time machine because this, this scripture that I read happens at the Last Supper. 
And in John's gospel, the Last Supper is this very long period of teaching. It's, it lasts for like four or five chapters when Jesus is talking with him. And there's a little bit of back and forth with the disciples, but most of it is Jesus giving encouragement, giving teaching, and letting them know that they will not be left alone. Now, what's interesting is right before this, literally right before this, the scripture picks up, Jesus has just said, hey guys, it's about to get real because I am about to die. And of course, the disciples have a reaction. And that leads into what Jesus says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I am going to prepare a place for you. There, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. There are many rooms. And I'm going to get one ready for you. And then he goes on. And he makes a promise. And if I go to prepare a place for you, then I will come back. And I will bring you to myself so that where I am with the Father, you will be there also. Now, here's where the disciples get a little bit boneheaded, which they're known to do. And one of them is like, um, excuse me, we don't know the address. How are we going to get there? And he said it exactly like that. I know he did. Lord, we don't know the way. How can we go there if we don't know the way? And then Jesus makes this promise. I am the way. If you know me, then you know the Father. That's the other question. Can you show us the Father? Can you show us something that represents God so we can wrap our heads around it? <laughs> and Jesus is like, oh, guys. <laughs> Here's the thing. When we consider the experience of the disciples, the things that they have seen in the time they have spent with Jesus, the things that they have experienced, it stands to reason they want more. I don't blame them for that. They want to try and wrap their heads around some way of understanding that which is divine. Now, they have Jesus there in the flesh, the, the man who is also God and the God who is also man. And yeah, that's weird to try and figure out. But they've had this. They want more. I don't blame them. Show us the Father. Show us something that represents it. And Jesus reminds them, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. You have seen me, so you have seen God. Now, here's why this is all important. Remember, 40 days after his ascension, Jesus returns to heaven. And he has a mission for those disciples that he's talking to. And not only them, but the, 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 all, of, all of his followers, all of those who claim to be followers of Christ. They will be his hands and feet in the world. They will be empowered by the Holy Spirit, by the presence of this very Spirit of God to go out into the world and carry the message of the resurrected Jesus. They will be empowered to do that. And they need the encouragement and the reminder of what this is all about. Their purpose, their witness, their testimony, whatever we want to call it, it's vital because without the action of those earliest followers, those earliest disciples, we would not be here today. 2,000 years later, the message of the resurrected Jesus, the God who became human, lived, died, rose again, we still know it because they shared it. But all of this is important because we have not had the opportunity to physically see Jesus. And we need these stories. We need these messages. We need the witness that is, is brought to us by those who have come before us. And we need those symbols as a way to somehow experience that which is divine, which is more than we can really, really wrap our heads around. I see those patchwork those patches, and I see Grandpa, because I knew him. I experienced him. But right now, my Grandpa's gone. The best I can do is tell you about the man who was Morris Dalen, 
who had a crooked smile, wore Oshkosh bagosh, and walked with a limp, and was one of the greatest guys I knew. Jesus no longer walks among us because he has gone to prepare a place for us. He has promised that he will come back and will take us to him. But in the meantime, we hold on to the symbols. We hold on to those things that give us just a little glimmer of the glory of God, the promises of God that came to us through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Now, we all have those different symbols. We all have those different things. Maybe it's a cross that we look at and we remember what Jesus accomplished. Maybe it's the beauty of this room. Maybe it's the testimony of those older members of your family or the beloved saints that have come before. And today, in just another moment, we're going to dedicate some windows that are intended for that very thing. The memory of beloved people who have come before us who shared their life of faith so that we may know, we may learn, we may try and wrap our heads around this idea of faith. And then one day we may do the same for those who come along after us. Amen, I think? Amen, okay. 